Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're excited to uh, come to you with our new time here on Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m., immediately following uh, Nachum Siegel on JM in the AM. We have an exciting show for you today, a lot going on, a lot to talk about. I'm excited to introduce my guest, who is the Chief Communications Officer at the Orthodox Union, and who is also one of the four fabulous hosts of the Stunt Show right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, Mayor Fertig will be joining me uh, in just a minute to talk a little bit about some of the stuff going on with the government uh, shutdown, and Bibi Netanyahu is in uh, New York, going to speak at the UN, and of course... Uh, we have to get to both uh, Breaking Bad and S.D. Ackerman. Uh, Mayor Fertig, welcome to the Jewish Reaction. Thank you very much. How are you, Ali? I am doing great. How was your Yantif? Very nice. Really? Yeah, we had a lot of company. Everybody uh, was so, happy right, and let me enjoyed ask you a question. Let's get right into it. Yeah. Forget about you know. Let's get to the important stuff. We had a lot of company, so that's a good thing. Right. Okay. So I will make the argument that having a lot of company is... It's nice to spend time with family and friends. Right. But... I guess you and I don't have this as much because we work in the Jewish world. Right. But I have friends who work at not Jewish companies, and they come back from their three days off, and everybody says, oh, how was your vacation? How was your, your time off? <laughs> exactly. And they're not so excited by it because they have to use, waste, spend all of their vacation time on Yom Tovim. Not only that, they may not have been all that relaxed if they had a lot of company. Exactly. So I guess for you, having a lot of company is good and fun and nice. It is. It's a dilemma. But, you know, I've done both. I, I don't know about you. I've worked in... I've, I've never. Worked in I've the, only I've, worked at Jewish organizations. No, I've worked in the secular world, and I've had that exact experience that you just described. Uh, you know, when I was working in radio in different places, and, uh, you know, pe- people don't necessarily understand the dynamic of what... <laughs> Of what one of the Shlosh Regalim is like, what one of the Jewish holidays is like. They just and, assume that we're home, having a good time, right, hanging sitting out. on a beach with an umbrella exactly. drink. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they don't necessarily get the dynamic. And the uh, best is, you know, probably Yom Kippur is probably the best because they're like, oh, it's great. It's a day. Sometimes during the week, you get to go random day off. Right. Oh, by the way, we're sitting in shul from eight until right. eight. Right. Not <laughs> as exciting as you might think a typical vacation day. That is exactly right. So what are you going to do? You, you could try to explain it or you just laugh along. It well, you know, depends laugh, on your personality. Thing. Right. Well, so, so this is an exciting day in the news. Yeah, why so? Uh, well, in addition to all the arguing and back and forth about the government, uh, you know, and uh, whether or not uh, it should be in business at the moment, <laughs> while the Republicans and Democrats hash everything out, uh, there is, of course, uh, the fact that Prime Minister Netanyahu is going to be speaking to the UN at 12:30 today. Oh, that's in just over three hours. Exactly, and uh, he's going to be talking about Iran, and he's going to be talking about Iran's new charm offensive and how the United States is reacting to it. Of course, he met with uh, President Obama at the White House yesterday. Right. And uh, there's there's probably a lot riding on the Prime Minister's uh, address to the UN. You remember one of his previous addresses to the UN was when he stood up and drew that little almost spy the versus diagram. spy cartoon right. about uh, about. Uh, Iran and uh, where it was holding in its quest for a nuclear weapon. So there is a lot riding on this address and whether or not he can convince the world that uh, despite appearances, Iran should uh, not necessarily be trusted just yet. Well, he has, he's laid out his plan, right. for the most part, Netanyahu, for his speech uh, just a few hours at the UN, and he really has four demands. Number one, that the Iran should stop enriching uranium. Right. Seems like a good thing to not do. Stockpiles of enriched uranium should be removed from the country. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, that a fortified underground enrichment facility should be closed, and that Iran not make plutonium another possible path towards nuclear weapons. 
Um, well, you know, if the Secretary of State was able to, at least on paper, uh, get an agreement to remove a uh, serious stockpile of chemical weapons... Why shouldn't... Who knows? Anything is possible. Anything can happen, but then there's a difference between what gets done on paper... Yeah, exactly. ...and what gets done in this little thing called reality. Yeah, exactly. And the two don't always coexist. No, they don't seem so I guess, to. You know, we'll, we'll definitely learn a lot more after uh, Netanyahu gives a speech at the UN. Again, that's coming up in just a few hours at 12.30... Uh, today, so I guess maybe next week we'll talk a little bit about that and Stay see. Uh, I'm sure Nachum's going to talk about it tomorrow morning, also. Uh, so we'll, I guess we'll see how that plays out and where it goes. Uh, you're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Eli Hagler, I'm the associate director of Yachad, and I'm being joined by Mayor Ferdig, the chief communications officer here at the OU, and also one of four fantastic hosts of the Nachum Siegel Network's The Stunt Show. Um, just coming to us now is uh, an interesting article that Mayor and I were just talking about uh, just a few minutes ago uh, about the television show Breaking Bad. Never Bre- seen it. <laughs> well, that's your fault, not mine. Come on. <laughs> Breaking Bad, for those of you who don't know, is a television show on the channel AMC. Um, I'm going to read to you the description of Breaking Bad from uh, imdb.com. Okay. It's the internetmoviedatabase.com. To provide for his family's future after he's diagnosed with lung cancer, a chemistry genius turned high school teacher teams up with an ex-student to cook and sell the world's purest crystal meth. Now, based on that description of this television show, many of you are probably wondering, why are we talking about this on the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network? I would be. And we'll tell you why in just a minute. After we play a first song. The song is going to come from the Miami solo album, and it is titled Lo Yavo. Oh, oh, oh. 
And that was uh, Lo Yavo, uh, sung by the Miami Boys Choir on their solo album. You're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network at our new time on Tuesday mornings at 9 o'clock, immediately following uh, Nachum on JM and the AM. I am being joined by Mayor Ferdy, the Chief Communications Officer of the Orthodox Union. Um, and we're talking a little bit about the hit TV show that has just come to a close this past Sunday night, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, as we just said, is basically about a genius chemist who ends up becoming a high school chemistry teacher right who in order to provide for his family after he's diagnosed with cancer um teams up with an ex-student to sell the world's purest crystal meth um wow what a premise <laughs> genius right uh so it's actually very interesting why we're discussing this 
the ORU, the Orthodox Union, came out with an article that was written by Michael Orbach well, just was, a few it, weeks ago. Right. It actually wasn't an OU article. It was actually on Tablet Magazine. Oh, okay. Uh, which is an online magazine you could read at tabletmag.com. And the headline... It was going back to August 19th. Right. And the headline of this article, which Ellie has just discovered to his immense delight, is Breaking Bad's Chicken, Not Kosher. So why would people even think, or why would Tablet Mag or anybody even think to discuss whether or not the chicken on the TV show, which is fictional, which takes place in a made-up chicken uh, chain in Albuquerque, New Mexico, nonetheless... Why would they, somebody think to even discuss whether or not it's kosher or not? The reason, uh, according to the article, and I'll, I'll read it right from the article, quote, the canister, that is of the, of the fry batter for the chicken, the canister has the ubiquitous OU symbol of the not-for-profit Orthodox Union, the world's largest kosher certifier. It's right there on the show. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, the fast food chicken joint is called Los Polos Hermanos, right. which is basically a cover for smuggling, helping to smuggle this crystal pure meth. form of crystal meth. So obviously the containers that the fry batter is stored in would have an OU on it as well. Correct. Makes sense, right? There's just <laughs> one one little hitch here, which is that obviously this product doesn't exist, the restaurant doesn't exist, and obviously the OU has not provided said certification. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to read the next quote in this article, which is said by you. This is the first we've certified a fictional product to the best of my knowledge, said Mayor Furtick, Chief Communications Officer of the <laughs> OU. <laughs> so you've never seen the show? I never saw the show. Okay. So I'll, I'll describe to you At what's happening. At least I'd heard of the show, unlike At Rabbi Knack, who's quoted show. later in the article, who never <laughs> who even never heard, heard of it. it. <laughs> well, I would hope not, a man, you know. <laughs> so here, let's, let's find out Rabbi Knack's quote. Oh, here it is. The ingredients list for Los Polos Hermanos batter doesn't include shellfish or pork products that, needless to say, wouldn't be certified as kosher. However, despite certification on some of its ingredients, the fictional restaurant chain would still not be considered kosher, according to Rabbi Menachem Ganak, the CEO of the Orthodox Union's kosher division, who also admitted to not having seen or heard about the show. Here's a quote from Rabbi Ganak. The chicken would have to be kosher. Everything would have to be kosher inside the restaurant, and there would need to be a mashkiach, a rabbinic supervisor, on site. Exactly. So in theory, Breaking Bad could have done more research and could have made this a kosher chicken establishment. Happily, In they didn't. In Albuquerque, New Mexico, why wouldn't there be <laughs> right, exactly. a there are, kosher fried there's chicken There's probably joint. a whole kosher restaurant row in Albuquerque. <laughs> so basically, I'll tell you what happened on the show. This chicken place this chicken place is owned by this guy, Gus, right. who is a normal, regular business owner mm-hmm. who happens to also be one of the largest drug smugglers in the world, going back and forth between Mexico and the United States. Wow. So Walter White, the main character right. in the show, ends up... Because he makes this purest form of crystal meth, Gus wants to sell his product. And that's where the connection comes. So the the question is, how did the OU get on this product? So that's what we were talking about before before we came on the air. Why would the producers, Vince Gilligan is the the writer, head writer for uh, Breaking Bad, why would the OU symbol even be on the camera? So the answer is, we think... We think that a prop master, the person charged with making the different props and and items that would be used on the show, probably just copied it from the package of some similar product 
and then dressed it up to make the fictional so label. So he might have seen it and just thought it was yeah. like a registered trademark or Correct. something that, that should be on Correct. there also. Or maybe he did it with full knowledge and thought it would just make it that much more interesting. That's possible, too, and we may, we may or may not ever know. Can't we find out? You know what? I'm sure we could. We could probably get in touch with the prop like, this master. This is probably a very, very, very important thing. Ali, <laughs> your assignment. Jewish community. Your assignment. Do next Tuesday morning at nine a.m. <laughs> you need to reach out to the prop master for Breaking Bad, and and ask. And I'll bet you could find him or her on Facebook. You think so? Yeah, for sure. It's just, just that easy. Look at the credits of the show, and then Google the person's name. See if they're on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever, and send them a message. Got it. Mark Hansen. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to send them an email. <laughs> Oh, man. Good stuff. You're listening to The Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Ellie Haglin, the Associate Director of Yachad, an agency of the OU, and I'm joined by Mayor Ferdi, the Chief Communications Officer of the Orthodox Union. Uh, Mayor, you remember a while back, changing topics now, mm-hmm. um, a while back um, the Nachum Siegel Network put on a little stunt. Um, it was actually the first live version of the stunt show where there was right. an actual stunt performed. That's right. I think this is going back to December. This is right after I got to the OU. It was December, within, is that right? It was within weeks of my getting to the OU. So what happened was there's a nine-year-old girl who lives in West Hempstead whose name is Esty Ackerman. Right. And Esty Ackerman, in addition to being you know, a student at the Hebrew Academy of Nassau County, also doubles as one of the best female uh, table tennis players in America for her age group. She's nationally ranked. She's not, she's the fourth ranked um, under 12-year-old girl in America. So in other words, she's a really, really superior athlete, very, very good at this game, which makes the next point about well, I, this... I don't know what you just said, if that's okay. A <laughs> superior athlete yes. for playing table tennis. Well, I guess then this would be the, po- the, the point in time at which we could mention that... She beat you. To be fair, to be fair, she didn't beat me. She handily destroyed me. (laughs) SD and I played three games of ping pong. She won the first game 11-1, the second game 11-3, and the third game was 11-7. So I think if you just look at the progression... Was that the score in the third game? Yeah, 11-7. Because I seem to remember that the the computer keeping score actually exploded at some point. By keeping that progression, if we had played a fourth or a fifth game, there's no right. doubt that I would have won. I think everybody would agree to that. It's possible. Uh, but Esty really has been a great sport. She's made a tremendous uh, a number of Kiddush Hashems by traveling to tournaments all over the country right. uh, and not playing on Shabbos, even if it meant uh, her elimination from the tournament. That's actually how she came to public attention. Correct. That's how we got to Correct. Um, so interestingly, just a few weeks ago, uh, right before Rosh Hashanah, mm-hmm. was the U.S. Open, right. the largest sporting event for tennis in the United States. Uh, every year it takes place in, in Queens. Um, so Esty Ackerman, who is um, sponsored by Killer Spin, one of the largest ping pong, sorry, excuse me, table tennis uh, companies out there, put right. on a little uh, PR stunt where Esty had the privilege of volleying or playing ping pong against one Rafael Nadal. Who, who went on? At the time, right. was only the number two ranked man on the planet <laughs> at tennis, who later went on to win the U.S. Open and to beat jo- uh, Jovac, Jovac? I'm Jovac? Not sure. Djokovic. Novak Djokovic. There you yeah. go. Um, 
So he, he's from Serbia, actually. I don't know why I know that, but all right. I'm impressed. Uh, so we had the pleasure of speaking with SD Ackerman. So uh, we, we did this earlier. This is a recording because we weren't able to get SD. Obviously, she's at school right now. Right. Uh, so we're going to play a recording of my conversation with SD uh, leading up to, or I'm sorry, right after uh, she had played uh, ping pong with Rafael Nadal. How, how did, does it say in the interview, did you two discuss how the, the match came out between her and Nadal? Yes. Yes. So let's listen to the clip first, and then Excellent. we'll discuss. Um, now on the phone, I have Esty Ackerman, who is the, I believe, Esty, can you hear me? Yeah. Esty, what's your ranking now in the world of women's ping pong? Well, I don't have an officially international ranking in the women's, but in our country, I am ranked number six in the 12 and under girls' age group. So of all the girls 12 and under in America, you are the ranked number six in table tennis. Correct. Wow. Okay. So before we get into what you just did, first of all, I, I need to tell you, I need to thank you. Um, you remember back, of course, a few months ago when you and I played in the famous uh, Nachum Siegel Network ping pong match and you handily destroyed me. Um yeah. I have gone, I'm going to say, at least 15 or 20 times where someone has said to me, Oh, are you the same Ellie Hagler from the ping pong thing? Oh. So you have made me famous, and people always say, What's it like to lose? What's it like to lose to a girl? What's it like to lose to a, a nine-year-old girl? And my response is always the same. It was really cool. It was really cool to play against somebody who's just that good. And it was an experience, and it was really something. It was really a ton of fun. So, well, thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> Esty, since you played me and I, uh, you know, took it easy on you and let you win, has your ping pong career taken off as well? Um, well, in July, I went to Las Vegas. Oh, cool. You played in a big tournament out there? Yeah, it's called the U.S. Open. And basically, the event that I was playing in was very high competition. So we're talking like I'm playing women 230 in the world. So I'm not at competition level yet, but but I put up a good fight. But overall, the tournament went very well for me. Um, my ranking is basically the same. It didn't really change because I won my matches that the people were lower than me but I really didn't win people that were above my level. So I, like I said, average. But you got some probably very good experience in playing at that against that level of competition. Exactly, yeah. Wow. So ha- have you ever had the chance to play any of the girls 12 or under who are ranked higher than you are? Any of those five girls? Um, Yeah. I believe it was in the U.S. Nationals about two years ago. Um, these girls are a little above my level. They are basically my brother's level. Um, he could compete with them, but they're basically probably training seven days a week, six to seven hours. Right, and you, you're not able to make that time commitment. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Esty, yeah. what did you do for the summer? Were you home for the summer? Do you go to camp? Do you practice? What do you What do you do? Well, as I said, I went to Las Vegas for about a week and a half in the first month, 
And then in the second month, I went to Camp Al Hadara at the travel camp based in Queens. So, but, so you didn't have, for those, those few weeks that you were on that camp, you didn't have a chance to play at all, probably. No, I mean, when I came back from the camp, I played at home, I went to some clubs, but in the first month after Las Vegas, I was training very much before camp. Wow, that's awesome. So let me ask you about this, or why don't you tell us about this event that you played in now two or three weeks ago where you had the ability and the opportunity at a Killer Spin event Killer Spin, of course, is your sponsor uh, to play ping pong or table tennis with Rafael Nadal, who is one of the greatest men's tennis players of all time. What was that like? My, so basically, my sponsor, Killer Spin, had an event in conjunction with Nike. And it was like prior to the US Open. So Nike, so. Rafa Nadal is sponsored by Nike, so they brought him in to the to the place where we had it. And basically, besides me, there was a few other Kyrgyzstan players, which were Olympian and adults. But but they really only chose me, the girl, like to play Rafa Nadal from. From basically, there was a crowd of 500 people that were there. And we played a couple points. I served from them. He couldn't really get back my serves, you know. He couldn't really do his, like, two-hand backhand. Oh, he couldn't do it. It's Oh, he, is, is Rafa Nadal, is he a good table tennis player? Um, he's not that bad. He could probably throw up a fight with you. <laughs> He could put up a fight with me, but you would destroy him. Um, yeah, correct. But oh, you heard it here first, right here on the Jewish Reaction on the Nachum Siegel Network. I am challenging Rafael Nadal to a ping pong match. <laughs> basically, he couldn't really, like, come to the net, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And, um, basically, so I kind of, like, won the point I played. But it came out very nicely, and then after he thanked me, I wished him good luck in the Open. Of course, right, the U.S. Open is now in New York. I almost spent everybody wanted my autograph, not his. Wait, did, did you get his autograph? Um, we, um, took some pictures. Okay, cool. That must have been really, really fun and unique and different, no? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, Esty, so what's coming up now for your schedule? Of course, you have... You know, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot is all coming up, and school is starting. You're in school uh, at the Hebrew Academy in Nassau County. But what's coming up next um, in your ping pong schedule, in your table well, tennis schedule? And during the Thanksgiving weekend, there's a tournament called the the North American Team Table Tennis Event, which is basically in Washington, and. You have to have a team. So basically it's like three to five players. Do you want me to be on your team? Uh, I would prefer people that are not Jewish so they could play for me on Saturday. Ah, fine. But otherwise you would pick me. Um, uh, yeah. But <laughs> if, um, um, maybe if you would train a little better. Uh, I'll start on it. So wait, what kind of tournament is this with uh, a team? So 
probably need about three or four players on my team. And basically, these players that I thought would be on my team would, would be just similar abilities. So when the whole team plays with a different team, it's really similar levels playing each other. So I really wouldn't want, let's say, my brother on my team because he is a little bit above my level. Gotcha. And this is coming up at the end of November? Um, yeah, correct. Okay, great. So, awesome. So we basically try to find players that are my level, you know, different clubs. And then when we get there, the tournament officials, you know, sign you up. They, they tell you which team that you're going to play. And then it's basically very nice what they do. Okay, that sounds awesome. Esty, listen, from all of us here at the Orthodox Union and, of course, at the Nachum Siegel Network, we wish you the best of luck. And uh, maybe right after uh, Thanksgiving break, you'll come back on the show and we'll talk a little bit about how that tournament went. Okay, no problem. Okay, Esty, thanks for joining us. Okay, thank you. Have a good one. You're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Of course, that was the famous Esty Ackerman, the sixth rank ranked um, table tennis player in America under the age of 12 for all females. Uh, of course, everybody remembers a few months back when Esty handily defeated me um, on the Nachum Siegel Network. But she just had the incredible opportunity of getting to play uh, ping pong against Rafael Nadal, who is right now the second ranked uh, men's tennis player in the world. Uh, so it really must have been an incredible opportunity. I just want to thank Esty for uh, coming to join us here uh, on the Jewish Reaction. Thank you. So thank you, Esty. That was uh, Esty Ackerman joining us. Uh, that was actually pre-recorded because she's in school now, but pretty insane. No? I mean, have you ever had the ability to play against the best in the world at what they do? It's hard to imagine that she had the opportunity, and the outcome is even harder to imagine. Like I, I played in college. I played college. What am I going to say? I really good ping pong. I played ping pong against a friend of mine, Kobe Leifer. Right. And I would even say that he's not the best Kobe lifer in the world. There's got to be somebody who could be him better. But there is nobody. <laughs> Come on, you can always That's improve. That's very deep. <laughs> there's got to be, there's nobody who is better in the world at tennis. But Ellie, are Rafael you being Nadal. the best Ellie that you can be? That's deep. I mean, I can always improve, but there's only one Ellie Hagler. This Let's, is like a Stuart Smalley <laughs> segment. You're good enough, you're smart enough, and doggone it, people like you. Have you ever done anything of the sort? No. The the chance to compete against somebody who is perhaps the best in the world at what they do, it's hard to imagine. And to beat them! That's she right, beat it's hard to imagine. So I think to be fair, just like... You know, some might say I allowed Esty to beat me when I played her. <laughs> Rafael m- might have done the same thing. It's true. But at the same time, Rafael Nadal is known and has become famous and became the number one tennis player in the world because of his patented two-handed backhand. Right. Which, if you're playing table tennis, or as us laymen call it, ping pong, right. uh, you don't really have that option. Um, but either way, it's still an insanely cool experience. sponsors online, too, for you, by the way. Yeah. You just referred to ping pong. <laughs> They're getting angry at me. Yeah. But that's just something that's insanely cool. I mean, S.D. Ackerman has made a number of tremendous um, kiddush Hashems over the right. course of the last year and a half and two years of when she you know, came to fame and started uh, you know, sitting out matches on Chavez. Well, when she did that, we uh, when she was here at the OU, we gave her a plaque yep. that said, uh, Lekavod Shabbos, with admiration, the Orthodox Union. 
So it was really interesting. I asked her at the time before we played, uh, she joined me on the show, and I said that. I was like, why? You know, we all, everybody plays ping pong on Shabbos. Right. You know, why is that such a big deal? And her response I thought was very good. And she's nine years old. Yeah. She said, because to her, ping pong is not just, okay, a Shabbos afternoon activity or a hobby. It's what I do. She comes home from school every day mm-hmm. and she practices. She has a coach who practices with her. Wow. So for her, it's not a matter of, oh, let's just, you know, goof around and play some ping pong. It's, it's, it's work, sort of. So, yeah, I thought that was just insanely cool. So call it Kavod to you, Esti. Uh, best of luck in your upcoming tournament. You have another one coming up, I believe, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. So we wish you from all of us here at the Jewish Reaction, the Nachum Siegel Network, and the Orthodox Union, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, just before we continue on here on the Jewish Reaction, uh, just a few minutes left, we're going to play two songs from that same album. Uh, the Miami solo album. Here is Altira and Anavim.
And that was Anovim, and right before that was Al-Tira. You're listening to the Jewish Reaction presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network at our very exciting new time on Tuesday mornings at 9 o'clock, immediately following Nachum on JM in the AM. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Associate Director of Yachan. I'm being joined today by Mayor Ferdig, the Chief Communications Officer of the Orthodox Union and one of the four hosts of the Stunt Show. Of course, the Stunt Show is a weekly show which has a different host each week of the month. It's got a rotating cast a ro- of characters. Oh, that sounds much better than the way I just tried to put it. <laughs> Who are the four hosts? Mayor they Furtick, are Daniel Gordon, Mark, Mark Zomick, Zomick, and, and the Gorf. Jordan B. Gorfinkel. Gorf. Right, right. And Boom. the Stunt Show is moving to a new time also this week. Oh, when is it going? 3 p.m. Thursdays. 3 p.m. on Thursdays right here at NachumSiegel.com. This week, you can listen to the Stunt Show with Mark Zomick and... In Next week or the week after? Next week. When do you uh, get to next week is Daniel Gordon. The week after that is Gorf, and I'm back on on the we 24th. We have to wait four weeks to get to hear you. October 24th. Look forward to it. October 24th, Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. You can listen to Mayor Fertig on the Stunt Show right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, before we take off here, just two more songs from that amazing CD. That's the Miami solo album CD. Here is Mama Rachel, followed by Ani Mamim.
زمین بمون
And that was Ani Mamin. Right before that was, of course, Yaakov Shweki's song, Mama Rachel. Uh, I think it was A.B. Rottenberg's song, Mama Rachel, which Shweki sang. And now I think Miami that's correct. Is singing. So that, that song is definitely getting a lot of play. Um, well, it's been a wonderful show this week here on the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction at our new time on Tuesday mornings at 9 o'clock. I want to thank my guest, Mayor Furtick, the Chief Communications Officer of the Orthodox Union, for joining me. Thank you for having me. So thank you. And, of course, just to recap, we discussed, we just mentioned briefly the government shutdown. Uh, you know, crazy times is what government does. Uh, Bibi Netanyahu, of course, will be speaking uh, in just a few hours now. It's about two and a half hours. He'll be speaking today at 12.30 at the United Nations. Of course, we discussed, I think laughed about a lot, yeah. the ridiculousness that is uh, the OU's presence on the hit TV show Breaking Bad, which had its series finale uh, this past Sunday night. And, of course, um, we replayed my interview with Esty Ackerman, uh, the fourth-ranked under-12-year-old female Table tennis. Table tennis player uh, in America, of course, who just a few weeks ago, um, right before the U.S. Open, um, had a chance to play ping pong against Rafael Nadal, the number two uh, ping pong, ping pong, ta- table tennis. No, real talk? tennis. The number two <laughs> real tennis, tennis. Um, man uh, in the world who's actually from Mallorca, a small island in Spain. Hmm. You learn something new every day. I just uh, so did. I want to thank everybody for joining us. It's been a great week. Welcome back after all of the Chagim and all of the Yom Tovim. want to wish everybody a Shana Tova. We look forward to having a wonderful year. You can join us here uh, each Tuesday morning at 9 o'clock right here on the Nachum Siegel Network, nachumsegel.com. Mm-hmm.